Not well, Tina. You know I'm not well. You're not well, Tina. <laughs> I'm never sick. Well, you did rain, run 18 kilometers in the rain yesterday. It wasn't raining. It looked like I was raining when but I came so back. I was drenched. Ew, that was your sweat. That's oh. just uh, real sexy talk now. <laughs> Tina married a heavy sweater. Is your husband a heavy sweater? Do you want to anonymously email on your and your kid about it? Yesterday in the shopping, I bought like loads of different things to hopefully get odor out of sweaty clothes. Oh, I thought you were going to say electrolytes. I was like, wow, that's so kind. You're <laughs> no. like, now you smell. Now you smell. You stink. Because you're running so much training for this marathon. And like, it's like, ugh. Mm. I told Charlotte the other day, put your own clothes in the washing machine because it's so gross to pick them up. But people are going to be like, you mean he didn't before this? Well, I mean, when I'm going around just grabbing all the clothes, I don't yeah. like put my hands in and finding them in there. Yeah. So I'm like, just put them in, you know. They're in. dripping wet. It's so gross. It's like, just water and salt. Sure, it's smelly. It's not it's nice. Smelly. I don't think I'm the only person who doesn't like sweat. I think there's an awful lot of couples listening to this, <laughs> someone training for the Dublin City Marathon or another marathon, and they're going, I just can't wait for this to be over. Yeah, like we had a moment last weekend when we were in the hotel. Charlotte was gigging Killarney. Oh, no. And You know, I, well, I was honest. I'm always honest with you. And you went out for your mad run and I was, it was pissing rain. I was with Mikey. We'd had an amazing time at Killarney. Your show had gone really well. But like there was so much to pack up and I was like, fuck this shit. I'm left doing everything now <laughs> while he's out running. Then you come back and you're like dead it was like 32 kilometers revived yeah you need snacks brought to you and yeah it drinks, was wonderful and you need to sleep <laughs> lie in the bed yeah so i'm then i'm packing the car and i have to be careful i pack the car properly in like the rain in the tetris way yeah, yeah. and she's packing just, it in the rain lads you would yeah. not a real carry right like <laughs> sideways it was, it was hitting, hitting her in the chin i mean i went from having straight hair to curly hair in seconds that was the real tragedy that was the, the real tragedy what a waste of my time that morning anyway for a moment that day i thought <sighs> fuck this shit but Fuck then the Dublin Marathon. Mm. Then on the way home, as I sat in silence, like really annoyed. Oh, oh I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't pick up on that. No, you never pick up <laughs> on <laughs> You're that. Seething I in thought, the car. Well, you know, it makes them happy, I guess. And I came around. Yeah. But that was one moment. She'd like this is your second marathon. So you were furious in the car. I'm I interested wasn't in furious. This. I was like, this is so exciting. Like, oh as you were God. being driven home. Yeah. <laughs> I have learned Checking to drive now, by the way. Yeah. I just need to learn how to drive our car. Mm. <laughs> Look, I always think it could be an awful lot worse. I mean, fellas are going out playing golf. And girls too. And yeah, but I they're hope. ducking out of responsibilities for... The golf thing I'll never understand. Mm. It's like, come on, who well, has a whole day? I remember Jerry Seinfeld up? saying that it, it's a game clearly made up by somebody who needed to use up some time. Like, I mean, why 18 holes? I mean, I just don't, I don't understand. I have an issue with people who have that much time. It's like mm. people who have affairs. The first thing I'll say to Charlotte is, how do they have the time <laughs> to do that? And that always worries me because it's not <laughs> that you're saying I would never cheat on you, Charlotte. It's literally... <laughs> I just the time <laughs> management issue. Well, I'd love to cheat on it. <laughs> it's also the time and the energy to do it. It's I like, know, who yeah. are these people? You've barely so, enough energy so for who, me. Who the hell can go and play golf? It's it's crazy. I don't know. Anyway, 
We want to talk about the toy show. I'm so excited for the toy show this year. I don't really want to talk about the toy show, I don't want do. to, because I just saw that Patrick Guilty, who is one of the loveliest people in the world, put out a call out for kids to remember to send in their videos. And our kid last year recorded the cutest video, all of his own accord, about books. And he just wanted to be on that show and present... Tolkien. Yeah, or talk about books in the book corner. And like... Or he didn't even reply. They didn't to him. even reply. They didn't even acknowledge him. Whereas Paddy seems to be like making sure every child that gets in touch feels important. Like I had to sit my child down and be like, "Yeah, Still no, you didn't no get answer, to do it." Yeah. But also, I think I pretended they got back. I think I did. I think I was it's like, bad form. "It's it's not nice." You, if you're asking kids to record a video and send yeah. it in, pour their heart take out, take the time to reply to them yeah. and say, "Well done." Even just a yeah. standardized letter going. Yeah. Yeah, but they're too busy spending money, money on flip-flops. flip-flops. <laughs> Hi, Tina and Jarlath. Absolutely love the show and I've been binging it since I found it. I have two boys, six and four. The six-year-old gives everything a go, from food to sports. My four-year-old is a different kettle of fish. He's so unmotivated to try or learn anything. He has a balance bike, a bike with stabilizers, a scooter... All his friends have started having parties at the local bike parks. We're in Australia heading into the summer and they cycle and scoot around the place. He just runs after them. Oh, I kind of <laughs> love this kid. <laughs> oh, my God. He's an outlier. He just runs after them. <laughs> refuses so, to learn, yeah. refuses to practice. I know this isn't so the worst. Embarrassed. This isn't the worst issue. Yeah to have with kids but he's like this with most things okay. he also didn't walk until he was 18 months old <laughs> <laughs> like maybe he just does his own man yeah. again she's saying just unmotivated and puts everything in the too hard bucket what can we do thanks a million for any advice you can give Okay. What a great email. Very courageous to send that yeah, email. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's. A, I'm it's sorry a, for laughing about the not walking till 18 months, which is not unusual. And that's pretty late now. Is it? Well, what is that? A year and a half. Yeah, you would be starting to get worried at that point. So I'm glad, you know, that, like, I guess it's not uh, too unusual, but you would as a parent be like, all his friends are walking. Why is my child still bum shuffling? Why, yeah, why is he rolling around? I wonder, was he a bum shuffler? Because bum shufflers tend to be later walkers. Like, you know, I think we know someone in our life who is a little bit like this. Well, let me see here. Are there (laughs) celebrities that walked very late? Let me check. (laughs) Why would that matter? Do you think these Well, I just don't think it's that bad. Like, I I don't think think, it's that bad. If anything, I think it says he has got his own mind and he is a free thinker. Yeah, well, you're, you're assuming I think it's bad. I think every child moves at their own pace. And this kid maybe just isn't interested in movement at the moment he's not you know the way i talk about these sensitive periods for language sometimes and sensitive periods for all the different developmental stages of being a child well, there is a sensitive period for movement and he might just not have entered it yet right you know i can't find celebrities that walked late all i can find is celebrities that got famous late in it life. hasn't come up that's not something no, they weird talk there's about. no list <laughs> let's i'm gonna make you that list today okay <laughs> But Do you like, know, celebrities I imagine walked late. Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt always looks like he needs a kick up the hole. 
<laughs> so that's what you're suggesting for this case. Yeah, yeah. No, of course no, not. No, like I think it's it's interesting because obviously the bike is more crack. Well, look, I think you're right. It is quite brave of the kid. He's not trying to fit in. He's aware he could learn to ride his bike, but it's not actually phasing him. So that's a positive here. Mm. You have got a little independent man on your hand. What she's worried about is he never seems to want to try, you know, and that will get you down as a parent. I mean, we know people whose kid only learned to ride their bike when they were nine. Well, this after is, years of trying to get them to try and ride their bike. Well, the first thing that comes up on this when you Google it is mm. that late walkers can be slower to gain their independence. Yeah, and slower to enter, like I'm saying, that air sensitive period for having an actual interest in movement. Right. So it is just actually you do have to try and keep exposing them to more and more different activities and movement, get them climbing, get them. You need to build up what they've missed out on. Yeah. So just like when you're training, when you're preparing a child's hand for writing, you don't just give them a pencil. You get them playing with Play-Doh, building oh, blocks, yeah. treading, doing locks <coughs> and keys. You're building in indirectly for those first few years in Montessori or early years education. Children are constantly working on their fine motor skills so that when the pencil goes into their hand, they are much more able to achieve writing. The same is about your motor movement, walking, cycling, all that stuff. There has to be the it has the groundwork has to be laid right. so that the ability is there. That's why I hate, like, a poor child like this, right, goes into a nursery and maybe a teacher goes, oh, they're not athletic. Just oh, because they're not showing an interest God. in throwing a ball or getting on a bike. Yeah. That's horseshit to me. This child just hasn't found that interest yet. Mm. So it's it's going to be okay, but I get the most frustration. How do you get them there? Yeah, like, there's obviously concerns around... Like her, she's expressed it. She's motivation yeah. is the issue. Yeah. Like you've said to me before that the lads are often a little bit lazier than the girls. Well, yeah. I, is that I, a generalization? It is. Like I, the way you said that was a bit mean. <laughs> now you're doing a face at me. Generally, it is. It is. And what a did hard, you mean by that though? Well, it's a really mm. tough one to explain because. Nobody likes to generalize between boys and girls. Yeah. Every child is independent and individual, and that's great. But the general thing that you tend to observe in the classroom is that sometimes little boys tend to not care as much about achieving the goal as the girls can. Yeah, or it much, comes to them much, harder. They're much sometimes, easier with it not being perfect. Yeah, not all the time. But a lot of the time, you will see that it is more the boy than the girl at that age, at the early age. Now, now that does change as they get older. Yeah, and look, I don't think there's anything wrong with you saying that oh, after observing them I for all these years. I don't think it's every boy no, or every girl. I but I think, think there's you're making a genu- that clear yeah. too. But, but um, it is, that is heartening for anybody listening to this going, yeah, my lad just doesn't ever yeah, have like a, but she men- a get up and go in him. Yeah, but she mentioned something really important. He's got an older brother who's really outgoing Mm. and you need to step back and observe that relationship because does he just think there's no point my brother's already brilliant at that oh yeah like has he given up the way the way mikey looks at me (laughs) goes there's no point my dad has mastered but i'm i'm not joking like has he just thought what is the point because he gets so much praise he's just everything's easy for him you need might need to just step back and have a think or listen to how do you verbally praise the kid who's doing everything 
You know, another yeah. side of this as well that I throw into the mix is uh, thinking that things aren't for you. Yeah. That like he's ha- had a sur- so much time of going, others are doing that. I'm not. Mm. And that he settled into that idea that yeah, they ride their scooters. That's not something I do. Yeah, because he would. He settled. For he that. has. He his brother's six. He's four. So he, when he was, you know, that bit of time when he wasn't walking and becoming a two-year-old, he was seeing his four-year-old brother brilliant at all these things that he couldn't do. I don't think it's the answer, but I do think that maybe he just thinks he's brilliant at that. I'm never going to be as good at that. I I can't even try. Let me throw this in. <clears throat> And you are the one that observed this and told me about this, that if you take the kid to a different environment, Mm. that suddenly the expectations and laws that they had for themselves back home disappear. And you'll have this if your kid goes on a sleepover and suddenly they're, oh, they never eat that in my house. But once they're there, they're like, yeah, I'll try pasta with uh, that sauce. Is there anything to be said for that? Like in a weekend away to bring... The scooter and be like, well, today we're going to wherever. I actually think that because she's tried so hard that he needs she needs to bring him to a bike club, a cycling. But club. that's what she's saying is they go to the bike park. Yeah, but that's different. That's a bike park party oh, a club. I think you need to hire somebody else to teach your child. It needs to be a oh, different person. Okay. Different voice. Different yeah. voice, different so person. Funny. And so frustrating. It's so, <laughs> so frustrating. frustrating. But then like, you got to be ready to... saying nothing I wasn't saying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's just a different person giving him a different kind of attention. And it goes in. And it might go in. Yeah. It it, it can work. Well, you become wallpaper. You become white mm. noise, you know. We, we all parents have that experience yeah. of... Oh, they've come home from school with, I heard this really great idea. And oh. you're like, I've been saying that. Well, sure, you're always doing that to me. Yeah, so I do it on purpose. Though. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, there's a reason why your teacher and especially earlier teacher is able to get your kid to do stuff and they don't do it for you. It's just a different voice. It's an authoritative voice who they take seriously. And if this woman is able to find somebody else, like you can hire people to come train your kids how to cycle. I don't know if that's available to her, but it definitely is an option out there. So some of it's fear as well, right? Obviously, there's fear of not being as good as his brother, I'd imagine. But let's say you do. You're having difficulty outside of this parent. Mm. You're having difficulty getting them to throw themselves at things that are a little more risky. Mm. When they do fall, when they fall off the scooter, the first or second attempt, there can be a tendency to set the scooter on fire and go, I'm never going to scoot ever again. <laughs> yeah. I cut my hands now, it's over. Mm. I told you I couldn't do it. What do you do in that situation? What's the appropriate response with your behaviorist hat on as a parent? Mm. Is it pick them up, ignore it, don't mention it, just go again? Absolutely. And it's pick them up, keep going, try again and also have the narrative beforehand where you're going to fall off. Okay, prep them for that. You prep them for like even professional cyclists fall off their bike and they get back on again. Show them some videos of people falling off bikes. No, don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) A firm no on that. Now, she has mentioned that motivation is something that she's seeing him lacking in in a lot of different areas. Now, I've seen a lot of kids like that. And the only thing that has worked for those kids is coming in big with the praise when you see them do 
anything trying, off their own yeah. mat. Oh, trying. Big with the praise. Absolutely be like, you know what? I picked this up for you because I noticed the other day that you were trying and I'm so excited and I saw this today and I thought that might be nice to get you because you're trying that thing. And just being like saying like there's moments in my day where I'm like, he's really trying. And I, I thought of you and I picked this up because I'm so proud of you. And here's a little treat. That kind of praise. Huge praise. You know. I think this is going to work. I want to hear back from this mom. Yeah, I, I want to so. hear. I do think just look, a different person will work. A, like I used to do a joke about it. Like, you know, they will get there on this stuff. Yeah, but, if, but it's just it, in just, time. I'd, I'd be interested to know if she, when she tunes into how she's speaking to her kids, if she, re, if, if there is a dialogue of your brother can do it, why can't you? You yeah, know, like maybe yeah. be careful of that because that happens. We should all be careful you, of that. Yeah. 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 Are you comparing the kids too much? You know? Before we get to question two, mm-hmm. you mentioned praising. Getting quick with the praise. Is yeah. it, it's like one of Tina's mantras on this show. The pillar of your teachings or Tina's tips is Tina's in, tips. in quick with the praise and ignore the bad behavior. Yeah. It's so easier said than done. Oh, yeah. Very Let's hard be honest. to practice. I mean, we're all having difficulty with that. Oh, yeah. It's very hard to put into All practice. of us. Oh, my God, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> Are you okay? Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. What is the danger with the overpraise? Because when that last parent started talking yeah. about he doesn't seem motivated, you once warned me that yeah. as a a kid growing up in 80s Ireland, there was an aversion to paying kids compliments and mm. praising them on things because they got the big head. Mm. And... I probably went in hard with the praise a little yeah. too often. And you were always like, yeah, 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 yeah. not too much. Mm-hmm. Talk to us briefly about what the risk is there and what is too much. Yeah, well, you know, I'm a big fan of Marie Montessori. And she was just this incredible lady who took all this time to observe children, how they grow and how they learn. And it is one of her findings and it's super important. And we're slowly you know, everyone's slowly waking up to it, that if you praise, if a child in your classroom comes up to you with a drawing and you say, oh my God, it's so brilliant. Why would they try and do a better drawing? Like, it's confusing for them. It's they so know it's not brilliant. And it makes such sense. Yeah. So people give it out. But you might actually be amazed yeah. by the drawing. Yeah. So there is, because <laughs> everyone knows that Montessori was anti-praise, they think that it's no praise. And people can sometimes go, oh, I would never send my child to Montessori because, you know, they don't even praise the kids there. It's wrong. And it's not that. It's that if it's more of a respect the kids in that if, if a child comes up to you in your classroom and shows you a painting, you go, thank you for showing me that. It's lovely. Hmm. That's enough. You don't have to be like, that's brilliant. The child knows it's not brilliant. Well, what you told me but, say was, yeah. you're getting better. You're getting better. I love to see the progress. Like there are ways of saying really nice things to them that, that are not condescending to them. Hmm. Because a child would be like, that Egypt thinks so, this is great. So things not to say. Yeah. That's dog shit. <laughs> you really have a long way to go. <laughs> things not to say are that's amazing, that's brilliant. Yeah. Whoa, that's incredible. Because the little moly. kids you're like, the best artist in uh, the world. Yeah. And the kids like <laughs> that guy's a fool. Yeah, you explained it to me a while ago though. <laughs> How low is this guy's standards? Yeah. Um but you explained to me a while ago that if it's something that they think was easy. Yeah. And you're going nuts over it. Yeah. They're like then God. that is a demotivator. Yeah. 
They're right. like, I didn't even try. I just don't have to try. So yeah, if your kid, when you're when you're talking to your kid, it's way better if they bring home a piece of art to say, I love that you showed that to me. Mm, isn't it that, funny? Rather though? than to say, There's that's a, amazing. The amount of artists, entertainers and comedians mm. who came from homes where they couldn't impress. They were desperate to impress. Yeah. And that like, as much as I don't think that's good, and I think it's like we probably wouldn't have as many great comedians yeah. without parents who were like, I'm that they had to crave their attention. Yeah, no, I'm not saying not. But you know that I'm not saying not to praise know, your child. But I'm saying I'm just that, saying be careful with it. Be uh, very but I, careful. But I'm with also it. saying that you, you know, there are those out there, hardliners out there who are like the, the, the kind of coaching method of the strong, silent type. He's like, well, if you're going to get praise out of me. It's going to be earned and it's going to mean something to you yeah. when I say it. Now, I just don't yours think, is the halfway house there. Yeah, I don't think kids need that stress. Mm. They don't need that. Because, like, honestly, saying to them something like, thank you for showing me that. That's all they wanted mm. to do. Yeah. And you've acknowledged that and you've been kind about it. And they're happy. They go off happy and they'll do something else. Well, the so, second you know. question of the day isn't related to that, but it is about an out of control kid. OK. As the, as the parent views it, right? I absolutely love your show. You guys have no idea the good that you're doing and I need oh. your help now. I have an out, out of control three-year-old. He oh. is an only child and we did put the call out for only yeah, child emails Yeah, we've done so many week. emails so, in. This so is the only you. one asking for help. Most of them were just like, I Life's love my great. only child. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, it's never, it's never a cakewalk. And he is three-year-olds are tough. She says this, this three-year-old is completely spoiled in her opinion. She says the tantrums are off the charts. He bites, hits, kicks, screams. Sometimes I don't want to wake up in the morning because I just don't know if I can manage his outbursts anymore. This is very oh, tough God, stuff. To really tough. I feel like I can't talk to anyone about it because I'm only struggling with one child. A really common yeah. thing. Yeah. No one wants to hear it. Sure, you've only got one and yeah. she's lucky. One child while others are balancing so many. That is like, that's yeah. the untold story of the only oh, child yeah. family. Oh, other moms can be horrible to you. And they also expect you to take care of their, their kids. kids. Yeah. Uh, because they assume yeah. you're just there watching movies yeah. with your child. Absolutely. What can I do? How can I make my child happy when giving them everything they seem to want has not worked? I know. And that's kind of the answer, isn't it? They've gotten too much. There's mm. too much stuff. There's no clear lines. You know, they don't know. You feel that off this? Well, I feel, well first of all, I just want to say this mom is amazing to have emailed in. Yeah. I'm very sad to hear that she's so overwhelmed by this that uh, someday she can't even think about facing it. And I mean... We all have those I, days, though. We, I think so. Like, even if you've got amazing, the best... Kid, Angel. You, you yeah. all always have a day where you're like, I don't know if I can do it today. Because mm. it's hard. Being a parent is so hard. Without uh, getting kicked and burst in the head. Yeah. And, like, she does need to remember, the age of three is a very tricky age for most kids. Like, everyone tells you about the terrible twos, but I think I think the twos aren't so yeah, bad. Three I think it's the terrible time. threes. Because people don't talk about that as much, you're always a bit like, well, I thought you were supposed to be better at three. And the clock turned 12. You yeah. were meant to be an angel. <laughs> you're not now. supposed to be terrible yeah. anymore. But, like, let yeah. me throw in one thing before you get in, stuck into yeah. this. Um, just as, you know, somebody without any background in behaviour and how the the tantrum thing with mm. this the only child can be especially hard because like you said at the very end she's like 
I'm giving him everything yeah. I can. Mm-hmm. When you say peel it back and mm-hmm. you know don't give as much, there's so much guilt wrapped up in that because you know I could, I could give yeah. you that. Yeah. So kind of tilting the axis or pivoting your worldview to less is better for yeah. this kid. Yeah, it's hard because it's hard. Well, it's you're having to break your own habit that you formed as a parent and that you give in to everything. <laughs> you know, I look, you know that I love dealing with kids like this. These mm. are my favorite kids because you can help them so fast and they can change so fast once they get an intervention. Yeah. Now, I've worked with some very violent children okay. who have been three. How violent are we talking? Well, like she says, this is violent behavior. Kicking, Sinking biting. Biting is so bad. Pulling hair, spitting, spitting kicking. Yeah, yeah. Well, mostly they're moms. I mean, obviously, when I was in the behavior unit, I was having that done to me. See, people like want those... to hear this, Tina, because it makes them feel better. <laughs> yeah, like, but those poor kids, kids are spitting in your face. Yeah, but those kids had a, a lot of additional sure, sure, needs, sure. and but, they were very frustrated. But these were three-year-olds. Three-year-olds biting, but... punching, yeah, and pinching, scraping. Yeah, yeah. Pulling Taking your hair. my skin off under their nails. Yeah. Yeah, but like they I feel uh, bad that I was with you at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really have much. For sure, I would never have complained about those children. They all no, had you learning. You always loved the tricky ones. Yeah, but they all had learning difficulties, and I completely knew they had behaviors because yeah. those behaviors were out of their frustration with the world. Mm. Like they just needed help, and that was our job to help them. And once these kids have guidance, now this child, she didn't mention he has a learning difficulty. She said he's out of control, so mm. he does not get the pass. Yeah. For the behavior. Right. You know? um, so let's start first. First steps. Right. Well, first steps are just like we always say, they need some rules in that house. Right. So an actual constitution yeah. that you sit down together. She's going to need to sit down. I don't know if there's a dad in this house okay. or a partner. Yep. But if there is the whole family or have even a, if it's just mommy and little conference. guy sit down and they need to talk about what's been happening in the house and how it's been making everyone feel. Right. And how it's actually not okay. Mm. And you'll be surprised how many kids don't know that. Like, you know, I always yes. tell you that story about that <laughs> yes, kid. Yes, I do know that this That kid one. who I was like, you do not, you are not allowed to shout at your mommy like that. Because you heard this kid shout at yeah. their mom. And when he came into the, the classroom, like, came in, like, I'm swaggering cool in. I got down to his level and I was like, it is not okay for you to talk to your mom like that. You do not shout at your mommy. No one is allowed to <laughs> shout at their mommy. He was like, he was what? Like, He's like, oh. Nobody ever told me this. Okay. I'm was, not allowed. <laughs> I thought it was meant to. He's like, oh, oh, I didn't know that. I guess I'm not doing that. <laughs> Teacher, explain. <laughs> yeah. But like, honestly, we can never take for granted how much of this stuff they don't, they just don't know right. because so, they've fallen into habits too. Right. So even the conference itself yeah. will impact things. And it's a chance, like this kid obviously needs work on his feelings. Yeah. They obviously need to talk about their feelings more, like a lot. They need to read a lot of stories and books about feelings and they need to say, I can, when he is really angry or cross, that mom needs to get into a habit of not shouting or responding, but just saying, I can see you're feeling sad. Yeah. I can see that something has happened that's made you feel really angry. I'm sorry that you're feeling angry. I'm here to help you. Sometimes the child is so shocked that you've acknowledged their feelings. That that's enough for them to be like, oh, take a breath. Yeah. OK, I can relax. My so mom at, the gets com- it. at the conference, mm. you're having that chat. You're yeah. sitting down calmly. And, and it's nice a- that it's only the three of them, because sometimes 
the yeah. fourth wheel or the other siblings can be like, well, it degenerates into an yeah, and argument. He, and they can be just like trying to get the sibling in more trouble yeah, all yeah, the time. Well, reminding. You know. Yeah. Uh, he but does this to me. He's only three. So they really can't go very big on the rules. Yeah. I mean, three rules might be enough. And they need to be, you know, no biting. We don't do that. We don't that's raise our voices behavior. at each other. There's to be no. Sh- yeah. And that's a really good one because mom and dad, I'm sure, to observe it too. if they have been dealing with this, yep. it's very hard for oh, people Jesus. who haven't been trained not to oh my God. not to shout. Yeah, especially so, when you're trying to get over the level of noise that he's making. Yeah, yeah. And then it just escalates even more. It's out of control and no one's in control anymore. Gotcha. So, yeah. So tell that child that um, there's no shouting. Mommy and daddy are going to try really hard. We're not going to shout anymore. No. And we would like you to stop shouting. How does it make you feel when we shout? Let him try and answer that. And then let him say, well, you ask us, how does it feel when you're shouting? I thought you wanted me to answer. <laughs> <laughs> and then obviously you have to talk about there is nobody in this house is allowed to use their hands to hurt. And then talk about what hands are for. Right. So those are your three. Yeah. I think they need Start to there. make rules mm. in that yeah. house. Yeah. Then mm. they need to explain to him. We are not having that. We are having this meeting. We're setting up these rules because this behavior is not OK anymore. Yeah. And we want our house to be happy. And you are not allowed to behave like that. You are three. I know you understand. You can. We've talked about the rules. You helped us make them. I know you understand the rules. So now there is going to be a consequence if you do any of these behaviors in our home. OK, and then you just have to remember to choose a consequence that is achievable and won't ruin your life. Mm, yeah, and no, always no electrical w- appliances in the house. Yeah. And you can tell your child. I'm joking. <laughs> you <laughs> you just went, yeah, no oven <laughs> or microwave. No, uh, no an achievable uh, consequence is, <laughs> is literally no cartoons. No cartoons. Yeah. Mm. Or no, st- well, I hate the no story before bedtime because that's always a precious moment. But if that's all you have, then yeah. that's what you have to go for. But you have to say to your child and don't worry, I'm not just going to it's not going to be a surprise because I will always give you a warning when you're starting yeah. this behavior. Mommy loves you. And I will say now I'm going to warn you. And that's where I've fallen down in the past. Like That's yeah. it. Yeah, you have to give the warning. But to be fair, you don't have else. to be fair to you, anytime I've caught you doing that, I'll say, Jar, that's not actually oh, fair. Yeah. And you've then gone go, back. Oh, and yeah. Said, sorry. That's your warning. Yeah. Yeah. That <laughs> you, was a warning where you, I got really angry. <laughs> that was a warning. <laughs> I think that this woman is going to be scared to do this because she's It'll afraid of the behavior. <laughs> and yeah. the first time she has to follow through on that consequence, it's going to be awful. Yeah. But she has got to not break. That's why it has to be an easy consequence. So I would say even, okay, if you continue... Now, you are shouting in this house. That Mm. is something we are not allowed to do to each other. I'm giving you a warning now. If you keep shouting, you are not getting a dessert after dinner today. Okay? Something easy like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he shouts again. You went, okay, I warned you. Now you are going to have the consequence. Then after dessert, then after dinner, he doesn't get the dessert. Maybe he cries for a while. He'll get over it. But what he learned is mommy means what she says. Is three too young for the naughty step? You know I hate the naughty step. I am not a naughty step person. And three is, of course, Sometimes when I ask you these questions, you get that I know the answer to it, right? (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I'm teeing you up. I'm throwing an alley-oop. It's your job to dunk it. I'm so anti-naughty step. Now, obviously, if it works for your family, absolutely do the naughty step. But for me, by the time that three-year-old sits on the step, they don't know why they're there. 
they also don't have a concept of time. They feel rejected and now they're on a step and yeah. they're not quite sure what they did, but they know that it wasn't good and it's just confusing for yeah. them. Like, I think when they're older, reflection time is good and doing those reflection sheets is great. But I'm really not for the naughty stuff. I just think okay. it's exclusionary. You're excluding them from the family. Yeah. It's not good. It's also a it's a bit of a cheap answer. Like, I know that when kids are out of control, out of control moms tend to do terrible, terrible consequences. Like, like lockups. I know of people putting their kids in the garden. In the shed. In the shed. Jesus Christ, the Sinead O'Connor book. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. I, I know of people making their kids stand and face the wall. Oh. And it's really tough when it's parents, you know, telling you these things. And you're like, what? I, That's yeah. not okay. I yeah, get I mean, that you're, you feel punishment. out of control. Because they, they, they're opening up to you because they feel bad about what they did. Yeah. Because they know it's and wrong. And they want you to say it's okay. Yeah. But yeah. like. I it, naughty steps. I'm not for them. But if they work for your family, fine. But I'm not. For I can't them. wait to hear back because yeah. I have a feeling there's going to be a breakthrough here. Well, I and think that the hopefully rules, this will help. This child other just people. needs some clarity. If the you, rules will help. If your kid's out of control, yeah, get in touch. Your name it will always be protected. There is no way we mm. will ever tell anyone who sent this email. Honey, you're ruining your kid at gmail.com. I think I love this question more than any question we've had in a long, long time because I can relate so much to this dad. Okay. Uh, a shout out to all the dads who get in touch with the emails. The amount of dads that get in yeah, touch. Yeah, we definitely get more dads than moms. But also, maybe it's because they have more time on their hands. Who knows? <laughs> God, I love this show, this dad says. It's so good to tune in and know I'm not the only dad getting it wrong. <laughs> That's the point, right? Yeah, yeah. We're all getting it wrong better each day. <laughs> yeah. Fail, fail better. Fail better, yeah. I think I've made my child anxious. My wife is definitely blaming me for it, he says. <laughs> He's recently developed, uh-oh, ticks. Okay. Oh, Lord. He and my wife thinks it's because I put him under too much pressure or my standards are too high. I had no one around who cared for me when I was his age and I just want him to be the best he can be. I think I've pushed him too far. How do I get our relationship back on track? Now, when I say I relate to this, I mean, I definitely wanted and craved, like this dad, somebody to, you know, get behind me and be like, do this, you know? Yeah. But the, the difficulty in doing that is when you don't have a model for it yourself, Mm -hmm. that you end up being a slave driver or cracking the whip and saying that's not good enough, you know, mm-hmm. whereas you can't because you've grown up, you haven't you can't go back to where you were at that time. Know what you actually need to hear. Yeah. Your memory and the passage of time in your life means that the things you need to hear now to get you motivated are completely different from what you needed to hear then. So this dad with the best will in the world is unknowingly piling on pressure. I would I would agree with his wife, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? Well, I think he knows that because yeah. he's gotten in touch to say, yeah, you know, he's basically. But, and said, that's why I feel for him. So I yeah. can know that feeling. And the child developing things is very tough, but also seems to be very common, very common, yeah. especially post pandemic. Seeing loads of it. And we know that the best thing to do about that is not to bring them up unless the child does. Okay, right. And also to 
help in a very indirect, gentle way to kind of help them, like if the tick is in their face, to encourage them to yawn. It's all about stretching. You need right. to stretch it out. Get that feeling out of your what body. What is a tick? Explain it that. Is, I feel like it is just nervous energy. Right. Yeah. Okay. And it is, it is linked to anxiety. Like so it just we said. all technically have ticks. Like when you feel like going whoop with your arm, when you feel like flicking out your arm like that, that's a tick. Like, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I've never ever had but like. You never feel like going, just like popping your shoulders like. No. No. You sure? No. Ah, come on. We all, we all have. I haven't. I'm sorry. I really haven't. <laughs> okay. Like I did, like you're a very anxious person. So that time okay when you me? punched me and you said I was just a tick. <laughs> Come on, I'd never do that. But honestly, like you are a very anxious person. We know that. Yeah. You struggle with your anxiety. Maybe, you know, maybe you have a tendency, like it is just a, what did I say? A nervous energy that you Involuntarily. no longer control. Yeah. Yeah, and, so uh, you're saying this, the yawn, like actually like stretching out your face as if you're yawning or... No, no, if you're... So your child will need ways to help them manage okay. or disguise their tics right. until they go, until which they, they can, they yeah. can go. And if they, you know, one of the one of you, maybe the dad, might be a nice way for them to bond. When I say don't bring it up, I mean, when it's happening, don't yeah. bring it up. Don't make them feel aware of it. Yeah. But... When it's not happening, talk to them about, you know, I've noticed these things are happening and I know how to help you with this. And the best thing for you to do is if, you know, they have a tick in their hand, is to stretch out their hand. It's all about, you know, rolling back your shoulders, stretching right. out your face, you know, widening your eyes. A lot of kids tick with their eyes. It's very tough on them. Just stretching that feeling out of their eyes and getting them in the habit of doing that. Okay, so this dad feels like the horse is bolted now and he's done the damage. Uh, yeah. But I'd imagine that he's still hoping... For the best for his son. Well, I think what he needs to do now to 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 get the relationship back on track, he needs to take his son on dates. Like, mm. you know, he needs to have, you know, days that are just daddy and yeah. him fun days. Yeah, where there's where no they bond goal and in there's mind. no pressure, yeah. there's no goal. Like, that's easy. Mm. You do that a few God. times, you're back on track. And those are the best and days. And like, you, have, you never underestimate how much your child just wants to have some time with you, even if it's just a walk out by the sea. You know, where you just talk and there's, you, he'll have to, he's in a bad habit, so he'll have to pull himself up every time he goes to, you know, wanting more or correcting him and just be in a place where he listens. But, you know, there are things he can do to restore this relationship. The fact that he wants to is fantastic. The fact that he's noticed is brilliant. The fact that it was pointed out to him, but he did actually come get there Mm. and realize, okay, I'm being too tough on my kid. How do I stop myself? From being too tough on my kid. Yeah. So and his question is how to get the relationship back on track. Yeah. So you say that the dates are a great thing to do. Yeah. So you're talking. Go cinema together. Go bowling together. Go. Bowling see. might be tough because then it's down to goals and scores again. I think it yeah, needs but... to be something that isn't pointed in direction where it can be like the kid is feeling, oh, my dad's going to be judging what I'm doing. I think it should okay. be, like you say, cinema, walk or even just like. Dinner? No fishing is going not a thing that dogs? everybody does. Yeah, exactly. Going for hot dogs, like yeah. going to a bookshop and picking out books. I mean, yeah, going to a game. Honestly, it's pretty easy to impress your kid because they they're yeah. happy to be on their own with you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even last night you said I think he's having a challenging week. We should take him somewhere. In the end, we just went for a walk. 
Yeah, he was and so happy. He loved it. He, did. He, he loved it way more than going to some like, yeah. computer game arcade. Or You're right. I think sometimes as parents we get stressed out because we think we got to do something special. Mm-hmm. And special normally means money. And you're like, well, I don't know if I have money for that this yeah. week. But sometimes it, it doesn't mean money to your child. It can just yeah. be going for a drive. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Actually just getting in the car and driving somewhere. And we all know that when you've got your kid in the back seat or in the front seat and you're driving, that's, that's a dive. great time yeah. to ask some questions. Those chats are yeah. special. Yeah. It's it's a whole, there's a whole area here. And yeah. there's an awful lot to help this dad out there online. Yeah. And with his child though. Look at it. Yeah. Jigsaw is an incredible mm. parenting resource. But with this child, I have to say that journal that I have bought. Yes. Th- that is incredible. It's, it's called the Headplan Journal. The Headplan Journal. It is expensive as journals go. Yeah. So, but even, it is worth its weight in gold. I think it's amazing. I do. It's available on Amazon. It's called the Headplan. And if this boy is struggling with anxiety, this is a really good practice for him to get into before yeah. bed. Yeah. And, uh, I can't stress how, how impressed I am by the Headplan Journal. I think it's a game changer. I think it's a shame it's so expensive. I think 20 euro is expensive for a mm. journal. Am I wrong? I don't think so. Really? Uh, I think that a moleskin journal will be above that. And any of these ones that are anyway fancy will, will be that. It does seem like a lot, but I honestly, you will not regret a penny of it. No, I do, and I think it is suitable for kids probably five and older. Mm. Five up to yeah, eighteen. Well, they got to be able to write and express themselves that way. Well, even if they can draw. Yeah. You know. Well, that's our episode here on the free platforms. If you want to come over to patreon.com forward slash irishmanabroad, you can get access to extra juicy content over there. The episodes are uh, a lot longer there. There's bonus episodes. There's all sorts of content, including one of my stand-up specials. You'll get early access to things and news that's well, what's coming patrons of course get have there's various different levels that you can choose from so if you're somebody who can only support the show with a fiver that's absolutely fine and if you're somebody who can throw in 50 then you're paying for the people that can't afford it at all we're delighted to make this podcast for you but patreon is the only way that we support it financially and we'll be allowed to continue to make it for the years to come so please do consider it this week Come over to patreon.com forward slash Abroad and start enjoying the benefits over there today. Tina, thanks so much. And thank you, Charlie. You got through the show, even though you're not well. I did. We got to, like I said, we got a chunk more to do. Yeah, <laughs> we'll we do. Patreon stuff. You're going to love it. Come on over. Bye.